0: Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994 95, and this is the Bunch of
1: Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go, Bucks. Hello, and welcome back to a very special episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. We have officially followed through on our promise. We are now on YouTube, got Cass to my left, Blake below me. Uh, just kind of a big day, big week overall for Ohio State. Uh, but Blake is here, and or should I say Phil Steele, uh, with his new article. So, Blake, I'm going to let you take it away because we've been previewing this for the past couple of weeks. It's here. We have cast Really great article, but the floor is yours.
2: Guys, thanks for having me back on. It's always exciting to be here with you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, put a lot of hours into this article. Um, yeah, you're like an honorary member right now at the Bunch of Us podcast, like. <laughs> i'm it. it's great
1: you should be a, like you should be in the football writers of america at this point
2: <laughs> thanks guys i appreciate that um yeah so i spent a lot of hours working on this i've got my heisman watch list in there a couple of teams to watch for various reasons top 25 curious of your guys' thoughts especially uh on the top 10 but one of the teams that's really intriguing to me is usc a lot this year if you uh-huh. look at They got the big hire with Lincoln Riley, got Caleb Williams, got Travis Dye. What are they going to look like? They're a very popular pick in Vegas to win the national championship. And what are they going to do? They're in the Pac-12 softer Conference. So I'm curious of your guys' thoughts. I think that they are going to be a little too soft on line scrimmage and a little too weak on the defensive side of the ball to actually get to the playoff. But I still think they're going to be a force in the Pac-12 and most likely a 10-win team.
0: I, I, I think USC has the... It's the they have the I think they have the offense. It, it is the defense, the huge question. And you look back and historically for Lincoln Riley, it's been historically his defense. He's he brought over Alex Grinch. Alex Grinch come back over from Oklahoma. To, they're like you know a team tandem right now, and Alex Grinch did upgrade the uh, okla the Oklahoma defense a little bit. But <laughs> you get a transfer from Ohio State, Bryson Shaw, who probably will be a starter out there. But luckily enough for USC, they have the time to fix that defense with the schedule that they have. Yeah, they got Utah, they got Notre Dame, but their non-conference ain't very good. I mean, I think Utah and Notre Dame it, um, might be the two hiccups. I haven't really looked in depth into their schedule. But, yeah, I, I like USC a lot too, but I liked Utah more. I did see Utah in your top ten and, and did see Utah as a college football playoff finalist. I, I – It just just depends what Utah shows up on Week One. Got to drive across country to go play Florida, but uh, it's very. Those two teams are very interesting to me. I I completely agree.
1: I I mean Blake, I think you're spot on about USC's record uh, going to be ten and two. I do not agree with I think where they'll finish. I think if USC is ten and two, they'll be in a top ten team just because with the hype of Lincoln Riley and everything. But I mean, we were talking about this just privately on on Slack though. Uh, USC is basically I think us from last year. They got the elite quarterback, the elite play caller. They're going to have a great wide receiver core for the most part. Um, Dye is obviously not Travion Henderson, but he's a you know he's. By college football standards, he's a, he's a monster. He's probably one of the most efficient backs. And They got a first-round offensive line talent in, in their tackle. Uh, really no excuses why this offense shouldn't put up, you know, 20, 28, 35, 40 points a game. It's really it, – it, it, they're, they're going to be a top-10 offense. But um, that defense, <laughs> the defense is where I have no idea what we're going to see. Um, and Utah, a team like Utah – yeah, they're going to be born. They're going to be Utah, but they're, they're an established program. The, the Pac-12. I agree with your ranking there. And it's it's funny. Like we, I know we dog Bryce and Shaw, but like I was just thinking about this with my buddy today. Uh, if Bryce and Shaw, you know, he makes that pick against that team up north, and let's say we win a close game, I think it, the perspective on Bryce and Shaw has completely changed. We're like we're out here defending him. Like, oh, he's not that bad. You know, he made a big play. Like, so I don't know. I just found that interesting. But Blake, I mean, I, I love the article. Um, And I mean, I, it's, it's great. It was, it was a great piece of writing.
2: Thank you. And yeah, you were my special consultant on the USC picks. I know we, we actually talked pretty at length about USC because I was kind of torn on where they were going to be this year and then kind of reminded me of a few things. And I, I'm with you guys there And, and Utah. Yeah. I, you saw how Utah finished the year last year where they beat Oregon twice in three games and then how they came into the Rose Bowl and played. I mean, I know they had a couple of injuries, but that game was a lot of fun watching them. But you could tell that that team is trending up, and that off season that propelled them into the offseason, season, even though they lost.
1: What's well, so and you, have- look, you look at the landscape of the Pac-12? Sorry to cut you off. They're the most they're the they're the most stable thing out there because everyone else is either losing like Oregon's losing their coach, Washington, you know they're kind of in turmoil a little bit. USC's getting a new coach. There they they have the only established program for the most part.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. And Kyle Whittingham is an exceptional coach and he always has a solid defense. So, you know, Utah is going to have a great defense again. I mean, that Rose Bowl is not indicative of what that defense is going to be like this year. It's going to be indicative of the wow. offense per se, but that defense is not going to be the defense we saw in the Rose Bowl. It's going to be a solid run stopping defense. We're going to have to earn every yard. And they have a potential to honestly have a top 10 or top 20 offense and also a top 10 defense being one of the most balanced teams in the country. And that's why I have them heading to the college football playoff this year. I think they're going to break that West Coast stigma and get through this year just because I think Georgia takes a step back. They're still going to be great. They're still going to win the East. And uh, I think it's going to be too much trouble for Notre Dame to get to the playoff there.
1: I think Clark Phillips for Utah, too, like – he got kind of abused by us, but I think that was more the fact that he was playing with like four other, five other janitors. Cause he's got some of these kids. I think were like walk-ons in the secondary for that. game. Right. So it was kind of an, an, like a weird situation. And I think he would be better. The defense would be better. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's my, what I think.
0: My question is, uh, the mentality of the Tennessee players, because they know there's some punishment coming. Um, will they have this mentality, okay, this could be the year because they're not going to do a bull band this year. The bull band and scholarship things are going to happen probably after this season with the Jeremy Pruitt stuff, if it happens. But the players, if you got to think of their minds, Tennessee players, okay, this is the year. This is the year we have to go and try to win the East because this is the time if we want to make something happen and make Tennessee football great again, this is the year. And they, they have the team to do it. They have the coach. You know, they're bringing back a veteran team. And Tennessee is very, very interesting. The SEC East, in my opinion, is the one division in college football that I really have my eye on because Florida has a pretty good, decent quarterback in Anthony Richardson. You got Spencer Rattler in South Carolina and company. And then you got Tennessee. And then you got Kentucky. Georgia may not be a sure thing in that SEC East championship game if, because. They, yeah, they can say what they want and believe in Stetson Bennett, but, and they, but they lost a ton of guys on defense and the, these Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky could be very, very hungry and it could be, that's why the SEC East is very, very interesting to me.
2: Yeah, I. It's certainly not going to be a walk in the park for, let's say, Georgia does win it again. They're going to have to earn a lot more of their wins this year than they did last year and in terms of all of that. When you're playing South Carolina, Florida is a rivalry game. Kentucky is going to be a big game this year. That actually might decide the East. I mean, there are a lot of new factors into the SEC East this year. Georgia's still the favorite and the top team in that division, but it's definitely going to be a tougher path.
0: It, it, than it, could, be, it could be an instance where it's like the Big Ten West where they all beat yeah. each other up.
1: I could see I, I could see a world where like Stetson Bennett comes in the first half of the year and just slings it for some reason against weaker opponents. I and, then the, like, cologne, and then the cologne wears off. <laughs> and the, yeah, no, and then like like he's like, you know, September Heisman guy, front runner or just like really in the Heisman situ- like Heisman trophy, you know, race and then he'll have like one bad game against like, you know, like one bad game, throw a couple picks, the Georgia loses and then that's it.
0: Yeah, back so, on Earth. So I have to ask you – I have to ask you, Blake. Um, I looked – read your article. I did see where Cle- you had Clemson in the uh, playoffs. Uh, I'm assuming you think they'll go undefeated um, in the uh, regular season. Um, if you know, I, had, I didn't – I just briefly read it because I was a little bit busy today. Um, my interesting thing is could we see two Big Ten teams, for instance, like get into playoffs because um, – if the way it has it in schedule fits, Michigan could go undefeated, lose to Ohio State, and they could get that second spot in the playoff, even though they aren't playing for a Big Ten championship. But if teams like Georgia wins the SEC East with two, you know, with two losses, Alabama will probably go undefeated. I don't think anybody's in the West going to contend against Alabama. And then you get Utah, like you say, Utah. Could it come down to a factor where if the Big Twelve champion has like like 2000 what was it 2016, where Ohio State got in with one loss, not a conference champion, but they got in over a conference, other conference champions. Uh, could you see where Michigan could get in over a Big Twelve champion or possibly a Pac twelve champion? As I, a, as a- I
1: I have a theory on this, but like the floor is yours, I,
2: Cass, I do I do agree with you. I think that's going to be a really interesting wrinkle in this year's. Playoff race, and Dan knows because we were talking about it on the last uh, episode I did here, and just also privately, I'm kind of torn. If you look at the playoff, most people see Alabama and Ohio State as one two. Like that's a clear selection. Then you have this pool of teams from about three to six, where that is going to be Clemson, Utah, Um, you'll have Notre Dame, Georgia, and Michigan. And I 100% agree with you. I do think that. They could come into Columbus at eleven to zero because their schedule is pretty favorable if you look at it in every which way. They don't play a team with a pulse really until they go into Iowa City, and mm-hmm. that game most likely is going to be a night game. So they're going to earn their stripes. They're back right there. Th-
1: the back three in their schedule. I want to say it's like Illinois, Rutgers, and. Uh...
0: Ohio State, I know that. Uh,
1: or like Maryland or Nebraska. It's like one of those three and then an Ohio I State. I think it's Maryland. I think there's Maryland, Maryland, Illinois, Ohio
0: State. There's yeah, Rutgers there in
1: there, I believe. Yeah, uh, it's, not, it's not good. But, Blake, I see I, – I'll do you one better. With the error of the super conferences, I could see them doing – two SEC, two Big Ten teams, and then bye-bye everyone else. Like, I can see that happening. That's my kind of theory. Like, what what happens if Georgia does the same thing? The Georgia-Bama situation, you know, one has one loss, one's the SEC champ. Ohio State's, you know, Big Ten champ, undefeated. Michigan, one loss. Why wouldn't you want to put, you know, both teams in there, Eric? Think about it. it. The TV ratings would be enormous, too.
0: It it would be, but I think it just depends – how many losses that the ACC champion has, how many losses the big 12 champion have, and how many losses the Pac 12 champion has. Yeah. Yeah. But if let's, let's really unpack this for a minute
2: just by conference on that, because I, I did debate that scenario too, where you had Alabama and Ohio state, and then you had Michigan and Georgia being your four, because that's extremely likely based on certain factors. So we'll start with the ACC Clemson. They underachieved to get to 10 wins last year. Their offense was very stagnant. They had injuries. Their defense is going to be stellar this year. It's probably going to be the best in the country. If not, it's going to be in the top five, top 10. They're going to be solid. However, they could still lose two games. They've got Notre Dame on their schedule in the middle of the year. And I believe that game is in South Bend. And I think that Notre Dame is going to beat Clemson in that game. So that's going to be one loss for Clemson there. And I don't know if Clemson's going to run the table in the ACC there, and Pitt's not going to go undefeated, neither is NC State or Miami. But those three opponents, they're formidable opponents this year by ACC standards, so someone could pull an upset on Clemson, and then, okay, that's one team out. And then what if, in the Big 12, Oklahoma's been the top dog. They could have two losses this year. What's Brett Venables going to be? We haven't seen him as They're likely as a to, head to coach cannibalize
1: each year. other for the most part, even though I think right. like Oklahoma –
2: yeah I mean Oklahoma's going to be a good team. They could be ten wins, but Oklahoma, Baylor, and Oklahoma State or Texas, those could all be all 10 and two teams or ten and two, ten and two, and, nine and
1: three. and you know what's going to ha- I could totally see a world to where like a couple of them are like nine and oh eight and 0 we're looking real good. but the big twelve I feel like always near the end of the year like they they always lose like, like Oklahoma State could be a great team and then they'll lose like the last couple games. Baylor. we've even seen Oklahoma and Texas do it. It's just the conference is a little it, wonky. Yeah, yeah. It,
0: it is. And it, I think I, I completely agree with you guys. But I think if it comes down to it, hear me out, if it comes down to it, you got Michigan with one loss, Notre Dame with one loss, Georgia with one loss. I'm throwing USC with one loss, just hearing this out. Money grabs. They will – Georgia. Some somebody's getting left out, and it will be probably Georgia. Here's why. Well, the USC-Notre Dame USC. rivalry. Well, USC. they'll have just played
2: the last week of the season, USC yeah. Notre Dame.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So well, the winner of that game would be. Yeah, but, but USC's non conference outside of Notre Dame, say, well, if they run, say, if USC runs the table and the Pac 12 goes undefeated, but still loses that last game to Notre Dame, they still got to go play the next week and play in the Pac 12 championship and win that game. I'm telling you, if USC has one loss. USC's getting in no matter what. No matter I what.
2: Yeah, I I'd agree for sure. I mean, Don't
0: Vegas, TV it. networks, everybody's
2: <laughs> going to be able. And the sport, that. and I said this in my article too, the sport desperately wants USC to be good again. I desperately like when wants USC's Texas, good. <laughs> Miami, all three of those teams. Like Ohio State broke the U 20 years ago. They've not really been the same team since. But the sport's <laughs> longing for those teams to be good again. So any chance that they get, that's why Texas is always, quote, unquote, back every year for two weeks. And then you're like, okay.
0: But Texas will be back until the first half against Alabama. I'm telling you, I'm telling yeah. you that right now. Bama's uh, winning that game. bowl what,
1: what if Texas just spanks Alabama out of nowhere?
2: You would have to wake up from your dream.
1: <laughs> that would be that would be the funniest thing. Just like
0: turn turn off
1: NCAA. Turn <laughs> no off one would NCAA see it coming. No, everyone's picking Bama. Like Texas just beats Bama by like thirty. Just that would have that, not happened. I mean, I. I, I, and honestly, I know everybody, I,
0: Will Anderson's a dog on defense, but outside of him, and they've had, they got some solid players. But, but you know what? It's the end
1: of July. We're, players are back at the Woody. In a week. It's a, it's a countdown. Clay Hall was just dude, on. He said it's about to get real. Dude, those uh, players, them, then then
0: players, camp starts next week. Camp starts next week. But, uh, They've been working out. I mean, we've been hearing nothing but great things about our boy Joe Royer. But here it is, the end of July. We're le- we're five weeks away from Ohio State football, four weeks away from college football, and it's all predictability right now. What we can predict and blah blah blah. And I love it. I love the new shirts that they brought out. It says we broke Miami with the the hurricane logo. And then I I did see the uh, throwing shade at Miami and Notre Dame where it says Catholics versus draft picks. Did you guys I to love see that, that shirt?
1: I, I did see that, that shirt. I might I'm gonna I have to buy that shirt for my tailgate because I think I've 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 unfortunately I think sadly opted out of paying for the Notre Dame game. I'm poor. I'm not paying you know six hundred bucks or whatever. So I think I'm just gonna do a giant like tailgate at my house for the Notre Dame game. So I'm I'm getting that shirt.
2: Yeah, Ryan Day said. Uh, Notre Dame and Michigan are both sold out. So it's all going to be the resale market now. And you know those prices are going to be even more expensive than they were prior to that.
1: I, I mean, uh-huh. I waited for Luke Combs tickets. By the way, if you miss Buckeye Country Superfest, uh, I feel sorry for you. Anyone listening, it, that was the best concert I've ever been to. Uh, Luke Combs, he dunked on Michigan. He literally <laughs> dunked with his Appalachian State joke. Uh, and, I mean, that was, that was a softball down the middle, but I'm glad he took it because like he, it shows he had awareness. And like just some of the music he played was awesome. Like beer, beer never broke my heart at the end. Uh, unreal, Buckeye Country Superfest. That's my side tangent for the day.
0: Can we keep, can we still keep dumping on Michigan? I have a question for the two of you. Sure. Okay. Does Desmond Howard have CTE?
1: No, because he, <laughs> d- he didn't get the, he didn't get the ball enough in the NFL. I mean, he's
0: a Super Bowl MVP. I will give him that. But how can you sit there and say that? Michigan's wide receiver room is better than Ohio State's. I will go on record right now. Here it is, July 28th. If their top receiver has a better statistical year than Marvin Harrison Jr., I will recite hail to the victors on the pot.
1: There's <laughs> 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 zero chance. Zero, zero chance. Yeah. <laughs> zero. But you
0: know what? It's Are just they counting
1: like- Donovan Edwards as a receiver? Like, what is he? <laughs> I don't know. He's Curtis
2: Samuel 2.0. I know. The Ann Arbor edition.
1: I I mean, I guess.
0: I don't know what the dude is thinking. Is he like Ian Rappaport? Like where Ian Rappaport released, tweeted out yesterday saying uh, Joe Burrow under, underwent surgery and then had Bengal fans freaking out. And then come to find out when you click the article, it was just an appendectomy. I mean, is he just trying to get clicks and get the rise out of more Buckeye fans? I, I I mean, it's a great it question, Cass.
1: It, it's a, it's, yeah, it's that's,
0: we can't. That's the
1: thing
2: su- he, go ahead, Dan. Sorry. No, you go. I was going to say, that's the thing with these media outlets is they know how to push people's buttons to get those clicks and everything. And you know, good, better and different Ohio state fans are clicking because we're a very passionate fan base and we don't just worry about us. We worry about everybody's business too, especially team up North. So, I mean, he's going to say something like that. You know, he's getting a rise out of the entire state and, The country from that one, but Des is goofy.
1: We it's 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 getting close too because it's like late July, early September is prime. Desmond Howard says something stupid season, and it's here. So it's great. It's great to be back, boys. It's really great to be back, (laughs) but we can't support Desmond Howard because he. His enemies with Big Game Boomer. I mean, Big Game Boomer came on the show and said he was drawing at Desmond Howard. So, like, we are, like, we, we got to protect Big Game Boomer. He's a friend of the pod. Yeah, so.
0: at, and let, and let me tell you, um, this is a – Big Game Boomer came out with his best student sections uh, uh, ranking list. This is my quest to you, Buckeye Nation student section. You can't be 12th on the Big Ten student section list. You have to rise up to the occasion and get that back up to number one. Quit sitting on your hands. Quit being drunk at the game. There's a lot of night games. It's going to be rowdy. I, be- I guarantee that
1: ranking jumps up this that's year. A, and to, you know what? That's a generous spot because I, I got to admit, the past like two or three seasons I've seen the student section, it's lame. It's a lot of these guys, Like they're not even filling it out. It, the, so, the majority of students get rowdy, but like, there's too many people that are leaving too early and uh, just like not coming at all, getting too drunk. Like, come for the game, please. Get yeah,
2: this is not state college. We don't go to football games to get drunk. We go to football games to win football games, and
0: then get drunk. You know, be, and be Buckeye Nation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Penn That's State and, and Penn State fans defense, their biggest game of the year. They're just sub five hundred. So they have to get drunk to get ready for that game. I mean, yeah, it's a great atmosphere, but it really like, you know, honestly, but big 10 media days, we, you know, we got to capture that. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, dude looks deer in the headlights, man. Uh, I think he knows what's up. Just his facial expressions when he's talking about our, what their goals were and their facial, his facial expressions (laughs) about his no comment. Dude, he knows what's up. He knows what's hot coming up. He was, November. like,
1: slowly adding to the goals. He's like, our goal is to win the Big Ten and beat Michigan State and Ohio, Ohio State Hikes. and win the national championship. <laughs> like, like, he, like, realized going through it that, like, his goals were, like, he's not obtaining any of these. I think he beat Sparty.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think did. so, too. It's I think not he three times in a row.
1: I think he I think he
0: wins. I think he goes undefeated on the at home and loses I Iowa and loses at Ohio State. Yeah, that's pretty
1: likely. Yeah, I don't I don't know. That, that game that also might be the toughest pick of the year Michigan versus Michigan State. It really always is the toughest pick of the year. I that's a one game who you don't know who's gonna win.
2: Yeah, crazy things always happen in that game too. Also,
0: Michigan's quarterback situation, J.G. McCarthy or Cade McNamara, what's your guys' pick? It's Cade week one. I think I think Harbaugh's going to go with the most comfortable pick.
1: Did, um, didn't Harbaugh say some dumb comment, like they're both hard to beat out or something? Yeah, he did. Such yeah. a weird comment. <laughs> He's a weird dude. He had a, he had a week. I don't, I don't want to get into the other stuff he was talking about because we're not in – like keep that out of here like, this is a weird week for Jim Harbaugh. He did not do good at Big Ten Media Days at all. He he did he did not look well. And well, and
0: Kay McNamara, he spit out saying that you know he was surprised, which yeah, everybody was surprised. Everybody in the nation was surprised on how the gap was in that game against Ohio State. But like Zach, I'm gonna quote Zach Smith because you know I listen to his podcast because he's great analytics and stuff. But he's like, when are these players gonna shut? Up <laughs> like it's, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's facts. Yeah, it's facts. But those boys at the Woody thirty thirty minutes up the road from me, you know what they know what's up. I mean, you, you could tell just by the way Stroud and, and Jigba and Ronnie Hickman were presenting themselves at Big Ten Media, and even Ryan Day, like even Ryan Day's press conference, the dude's mad. He just lost he lost on three recruits, defensive recruits, maybe more. The dude is mad right now. The dude, you could tell Ryan Day is, is ready for a bloodbath, and Notre Dame has to is unfortunately the first team that we play.
1: Were you? What were your guys' thoughts on the downs? The Caleb Downs commitment because we never really kind of we're not a big recruiting show, but that was a big kind of loss. What were you guys' thoughts on that? Because I, it's fine in my opinion. I think he. I think he seriously thought about us and just went with Bama, but. I think today, I think we did a pretty good job of like you know hashtag Downs to Columbus on Twitter and everything. We all we all tried. Um, it's just I, I feel good about because I think if it doesn't work out with Bama, I think he's absolutely coming to Ohio State. So I, I, we might be we might win the long game. I trust me on this.
0: Here's what I think, real quick, and I, I said this to you, Dan. In order for Ohio State to start getting these top end defensive recruits, keep in mind last year's. Re- Recruiting class was defensive heavy. You you look at all you know when they released the practice jerseys like Sonny Styles you know uh, you know you know you know just to you know throw him in a mix. There's a lot of defense five four and five star defensive players that were we were defensive heavy last year. So again these players but they also got to see the product on the field. Yeah Jim Knowles may not be the great best recruiter. But it's the other two guys, the other three defensive guys that Ryan Day brought in that are going to be the recruiting. Knowles is going to put the the formula for the defense. What I think is these players right now they want to see what the product's going to be on the field. Mm-hmm. I guarantee if we have a top fifteen defense, these four and five star defensive players are going to start rolling in.
1: But it, makes, so I'm not, I'm not sweating It does make it does make it critical for Knowles to get this right year one. Yeah. Just because he needs sure. he, it once once if, if the defense is, you know, top 10 defense and the players see the product on the field, like you said, they're going to come. It's just, you know, they don't know what the two the two linebacker situation rumor, how that's going to work out. Uh, you know, we're kind of loaded at DB already and everything we
0: we got 10. I think it was 10 linebackers in that room. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. I'm not worried. I'm not sweating. Yeah, I think so, too.
2: And that's the thing with recruiting, like that you said last year, was the defensive heavy class. That's where you can get away with having a great class every other year because you still have guys in that room that still – you're going to have the rotation, you're going to have the guys starting. C.J. Hicks is a monster. Uh, Sonny Styles is going to be great. So the thing people forget, though, is there's talent on the Ohio State defense. It just wasn't maximized last year. Kerry Combs and the defensive staff, they didn't maximize the talent that was on the Ohio State defense. So everyone is really looking at the Buckeye defense right now, the silver bullets, and going, are they going to be good? There's no question that there's great players in that room. It's just their talent and their skill sets have to be maximized in a more simplistic version to just let them be them and play within themselves and execute instead of having to think about a million things. You saw the players saying, oh, yeah, we had to think about a thousand things last year, and now we're just getting to fly around. That's going to be huge in itself.
1: I feel like too, like Jeff Halfley, like when Jeff Halfley had his like defense and everything, like it was just so simple. It felt like, <laughs> and, and every time like you know Greg Shiano or like Gary Combs comes in and tries to really complicate, it, you could tell guys, guys were lost. They they had no idea what to do it, under it, under Halfley. At least they just kind of played real fast.
0: And a lot of these message boards too. And Zach Smith even said this too. A lot like like going off what Dan said. The defenses were, you know, not necessarily complicated, but there was just too much, and I think that's why you saw a lot of these players. Jim Knowles is going to simplify the defense, but he's going to make it also
1: aggressive. That's what I'm. I'm excited to see. And why are we dropping Zach Harrison in the coverage last year? Why are we having tough Borland cover Devonta Smith? Like these questions need to be asked and answered because that's not something a simplistic defense does.
2: Yeah, and and two Ryan days put the quote out at media days. He said, I expect, and we expect a top 10 defense. He's not going to say that if he doesn't think the players in that room can do that. Of course, every coach wants a top 10 defense, but if you didn't recruit to a level to have a top 10 defense, you're not going to say it. You're not going to believe it like that. You know, okay, we're going to have a great defense, but Day knows there's the talent in that room on that side of the ball to have a top 10 defense this year. And I don't know if they're going to have a top 10 defense. It'll be top 10 in certain categories, but it's going to be much improved and it's going to be good enough to win a national championship.
1: And we might, well, get, the, we might get the Lou Groza award winner. I'm just saying Noah Ruggles is back. Just hey, true. That, People that, forget him hey, forgetting about mullet. our boy. That mullet's flowing, man. That mullet is flowing. And Zach Smith said it
0: correctly. He's like, mm-hmm. uh, there's only been one in the playoff era. There's only been one defense that was taught. That was the top fifteen to win a national championship. He's like, all it matters is what you do on third down. If you get off the field on third down, third down happen. red zone, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be fun. We're at the, you know, like I said, we're at the end of July. We're heading into you know, camp next week. Um, I mean, wow, the what we're hearing out of Joe Royer and Tommy Eichenberg. I'm excited to see those two play this year. Um it's good and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um also I captains will be being named soon. The you know and then of course the at the end of August, the week before the game, the number zero jersey, who's gonna wear that, the Blocco jersey. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait.
1: I think I think Cam Babb wears the Blocco.
0: I was just gonna,
2: gonna ask you guys that. I think
0: so too. Uh I
1: him see with, Cam Bab. Him, him or Torada Mitchell. Or we bring back Eighth year eligibility, Damari McCall, just to get him the rocket. I miss him. I miss him so much. Did he he I got remember. Cut,
0: he got cut from somewhere and now he's doing something else. I saw I forget what it
1: was, but he, he, uh, I think it was like the Bears rookie camp or something. By the way, uh Michael Gallup is hurt, not gonna play the first couple of weeks. The Noah Brown, the Noah Brown breakout season is happening as predicted. I just want to be ahead of this. Um
0: this is the time, folks. And Michael Thomas has officially shown up to camp for the Saints. So, Olave, Michael Thomas. Won't play
1: Mike.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a great offense down in New Orleans. It's going to be a lot of fun with Olave and Michael Thomas.
1: Yeah, that'd be good.
0: Well, they they have to score points because now Tampa Bay, Tampa has Julio Jones and Tom Brady.
1: We got a few minutes left here. A little under three. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on this. One last thing some basketball talk. CJ Stroud said, and I just, I had to, I have to bring this up that him and, you know, four other Ohio State guys could beat our basketball team. I agree. I 100% agree I about this. I 100% agree, but I want to get your guys' thoughts. I, I
0: don't think so because they play football for a living and these guys play basketball. They're, I think the basketball well, team is going to be better than what well, people but, think. I, all right. If,
1: if if I'm saying if our football team got to train under the the basketball version of Mickey Marathi for like six months, I think yeah, they win. Our boys win.
2: It's impossible. I'm, I'm with Cass. I also haven't seen film of these guys playing action make that call just like that. But no, I, those guys are playing basketball. These guys are playing football. Obviously, everybody has great days in the gym, and I'm sure these guys are solid basketball players, but
1: could yeah, they I mean, knock, could they, if, if they were to play 10 times and they like matched up, let's say just once in the NCAA tournament, could they knock them out of the NCAA tournament? That's yeah, so the question. If the game oh, is yeah,
2: played in March, out. the air is different. In exactly.
0: March. <laughs> exactly. Hands <laughs> yeah.
2: down. Yeah, hands
1: yeah. down. If Dave Stroud isn't missing in March, that dude, uh, I mean, <laughs> that dude doesn't miss it on his throws. Imagine he's probably on a real shooter or hand, something.
0: Hand, hands down, they, they'll beat him in March because Holtman can't win in March.
1: I mean, I could, I could see Stroud kind of being a baller too. He's got the, he's got the, like a small forward body. Uh, he looks like, like he could be like Kata Bates Diop out there. Like uh, Marvin Harrison at the wing, DeWand at the center, you, at the four. I mean, this is bigger than Kyle Young. Like that, they're you, eating. I'm telling you.
0: Did you happen to see them ask CJ Stroud what his NCAA rating would be? And he, he said, what do you think? And he gave him that. What do you think? And, uh, Someone said in the '90s, he's like, "Bro."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, follow Andrew Brown on Andrew Brown. He's—I I don't know what position he plays, but follow him on TikTok. The dude is hilarious. He went around asking, you know, if players what who wears the has the best grip. The best answer was Marvin Harrison Jr. saying, "It's me." It's so funny. I
1: love it. I love it. I mean he, he does he does rock rocket, like the satchel and everything. So as a satchel man, I love it. But uh got about less than a minute here. Anything else before we wrap it up, boys? Rapid playoff picks, go. Oklahoma, not an order, Bama, Ohio State, Michigan.
0: <laughs> uh Ohio State, Utah, no, Ohio State, USC, Bama. And Michigan. I've got Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Utah. All
1: right. Well, I mean, I love it, boys. But that does it for another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. Check us out. You know, make sure you like us on YouTube and everything for the algorithm. We're going to be posting more videos from our previous episodes. But as always, go Bucks.
2: Go Bucks. Go Bucks.